0: You are listening to Victory Alabang podcast. Join us in listening to the special audio message by Pastor Jackie Su in honor of Victory Alabang's 15th
1: anniversary.
0: It's uh, such an honor for me to be here today.
1: Thank <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: Thank you, Pastor Ariel, for inviting
1: me. Uh, it's
0: such a great thing that I can be here in the 15th anniversary of
1: your church. Because
0: your church is not impacting just this place here.
1: 这个教会呢, 也在我很多的国家, because
0: your church is making impacts in the nations, including
1: China. Uh,
0: today, the 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 verse that I'm going to share with you is in the First Corinthians chapter
1: two, verses six to eight.
0: We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing.
1: No, we
0: declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden, and that God destined for our glory before time began.
1: This wisdom,世上有权有位的人没有一个知道的。他们若知道，就不把荣耀的主钉在十字架上了。
0: None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Let's pray. Oh Lord God, we thank you. May your spirit be with us
1: today. As
0: we enter your word, Lord, may the Spirit of God speak into our
1: hearts. May
0: we be blessed by your word today and bless this Alabang Church.
1: Thank
0: you for your leading in the past
1: 15 years.
0: I believe that the road ahead will be full of your blessings. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. Thank you so much. I can take you from here. Magandang hapun! My favorite food in in the Philippines is uh, Jollibee and balut. I grab it. Okay, I'm really, really making China. Okay, and thank you so much. Thank you so much for this time. I've been preaching for my. Uh, Chinese Bible for the past 10 years so I, I just got this from this trip uh, English Bible and, but it's the same word of God and that's uh, as we read this verse um, you know from this scripture that we have seen Paul was sharing a message about the cross and that's the title of my message today the cross has divided the world into two groups those who know Jesus and what he did on the cross and those who do not. Because in verse 8 it says, none of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would have not crucified the law of glory. They just couldn't understand it. Sometimes are you, are you like me, sometimes preaching the gospel or sharing the gospel to someone and you, know, you look at them and you want them to get saved. You want them to get this message. Just like many years ago, Pastor Gio, in China, he, went, he was sent by the Victory Church here to China and he tricked me McDonald's, he buy me, you know, good food and he preached the gospel to me, but I fell asleep, you know. <laughs> I love the food, but I don't understand what he was talking about. Because in our education, we're brought up being taught that there's no God. So as I read the Bible, in the first sentence is what? In the first very sentence of the Bible is, In the beginning, God! And yet, in our education, it goes like this. In the beginning, (laughs) piang! Have you heard of the Big Bang Theory? (laughs) So we were raised up in the education system to knock out any ideas about God and there he was preaching about this good news and I was wondering how would there such how, how, would it, how could it be possible that there is such a God that is so good it's too good to be true and that's our problem right when we preach the gospel when we share the gospel we want them to believe but they don't understand it why? Because in verse 10, it says that these are the things God has revealed to us by His Spirit. Unless right. the Spirit of God moved in the heart of people, they would not understand. Yeah, right. They would look at the message of the cross and say, that's foolishness. Right, yeah. At the time, when I was, uh, when I first heard the gospel, I was looking at them and said, these are good guys, how come they believe in these foolish things? Whether we are in the twenty-first century, how could anybody believe that there's a God? That's sincere from my heart. I look at them, I like them, but I sincerely told myself, you know what? I could not believe. What are you saying? I could not believe. Why? Because the cross, the message of the cross, is not something we cannot, we can understand with our natural ability. We need the supernatural. Power of God. Even for us Christians, we already know the cross, but every time we, sung the songs about, we sing the songs about the cross, every time we look at the scripture about the cross, every time we meditate on the cross, still there's something moving inside of us. Revealed by the Spirit, a deeper meaning of what that is. Someone said to me uh, some time ago that, Pastor Jackie, I try very hard to convince my classmates to believe in God, but they just wouldn't believe. And I told them, my answer was, good that they didn't believe. You know why? Because if you convince them to believe, something else will convince them out of belief. Unless that when you share the gospel, that you pray for them, that you cry out to God for the Spirit to touch them. That when they believe it's solid, they don't need someone to hey come, hey, come on, since you are believer, let's go to church. No, they want to go to church. You don't want anybody convinced them, hey, you know, read the Bible. For those that God has done something in their hearts, they are crying out to know God's word. They are going to places. Hey, can you teach me one-to-one? Can you teach me the Bible? Can you teach me about God? Just like a baby when it's born. You don't need to bring the baby to the seminar and say, baby, sit here, listen, okay? The, lect- uh, the, the, the lecture is going to talk about the benefit of drinking milk. <laughs> so you got to drink milk, okay? You know, the natural demand of a baby when it's born, he's looking for milk. All over. The natural demand of a born again Christian by the Power of God wants to talk about Bible wants to talk about heaven wants to talk about Jesus want to talk about eternal life which is why in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 it says here Paul says when I come to you I did not come with arrogance and human wisdom as I proclaim to you the testimony about God he Paul didn't want when he leave the church and everybody said what wow, this guy speak well but Paul wants to, when he leave the church, everybody say, God, you're great. He didn't come with arrogance and human wisdom. For he, he said, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ. And him crucified. He said, I resolved to know nothing. He has so many things to talk about. He's so knowledgeable. He's so wise. He's so he, he's so smart. He can talk about so many other things. He said, "No, I'm going to talk about Jesus and being crucified because that's the way people are going to get saved. That's the way people going to be born again. That's the way people going to be come out of the kingdom of darkness and enter into the kingdom of light." And he said, "I come to you in weaknesses with great fear and trembling." Paul is not a coward. Paul is a brave man. What is he fearful about? What is he trembling about? Let's read on. In verse 4, it says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Paul knows exactly that he could say so many things that would attract many crowds, but they might not be saved if he didn't preach the message about Jesus and him crucified. Because that is the demonstration of God's power. He preached about the message of the cross, and people repent and believe that's the power of God. Let me illustrate it this way to you. Fourteen years ago, when the missionary came from Manila, Come to our city. I was a student. I was 20 years old. And they would tell me, do you, you know, what do you believe? I said, I believe in myself. I, I, and I asked them, how about yourself? <laughs> they said, they believe in God. I said, excuse me, how do you spare God? And they said, G-O-D, God. So I, I pull out my dictionary and I began to check. What's the meaning of God? I never heard. Actually, I heard it before in the textbook. It's, but the only thing I know about God is that in our textbook, it says, oh, my God. So I was wondering, oh man, does somebody believe in? Oh my God! That's <laughs> how much I know about. Because that's before that, I've never walked into a church, I've never met a Christian, I've never seen the Bible, I've never heard the name Jesus. And there he was challenging me: Do you want to believe in Jesus? Do you want to believe in God? I was lost. What are you talking about? So I, I told you that he was so nice to me, treat me McDonald's. So later on I came to like him. I oh, wow, this pastor from the Philippines, they're so generous, they're so nice. You know, they give me free hamburger. <laughs> but i was saying to myself, even though I like him, I cannot believe in what he believed. I sincerely cannot. But I told myself, if one day I could only believe what he believed, I like the life he lived. I don't like the life I live. But I just sincerely cannot believe what he's talking about. And that Jesus is talking about, cannot believe. And I want to believe, but I cannot believe. I say that to say that 14 years now, here stand at 100% making China, guy, who is the same guy who could not believe, want to believe, could not believe. Now, from my hair to my toe, every single cell in my body, every single bone in me, every drop of blood in me, believe that Jesus is the Lord. Are you still praying for miracles? If you are a sincere believer of Christ, miracle has happened. Yes. Believing in the cross is not easy. If I preach another gospel in China, say, you know what? Jesus is just a good moral teacher. He will teach us to do good. Do you want to follow Jesus? And people say, yeah, yeah we want to follow. Him. We have so many others. So along with Jesus. No, that's not a message. Even if they raise their hand, they could not be a regenerated Christian. Because our faith is rest. On Jesus, him crucified. When he preached that message, then the Spirit of God come and walked in there, and boom, there's a born again life. Yeah. But in verse 7, it says here, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden. I want to highlight three words here one is wisdom, another one is mystery, another one's hidden. Do you know that the message of the cross is a mystery? Which is why it doesn't look like this, what you look on the surface. Mystery means that it's something that you can't see from the surface. It's not what it appears to be. There is a man, his name is Jesus. He was, he was, uh, uh, he was captured, he was uh, put on the cross, he was, he was put to death. Yes, that's a fact. But it's not what it looks like. People look at him as a total failure. He claimed that he come to save us, and yet he himself is being crucified. So even one of the thieves said, if you can save us, you save yourself first. You know, if you're the king, save us. Come down the cross. What appear on the surface, that's weak. It's nothing like what he declare. why because the cross is a mystery there's a hidden meaning it's a secret action that is planned by god and executed by god so even the disciple of jesus for many years they're trying they, 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 for for at least three years they were following jesus and when Jesus was crucified, they scattered. And Peter went back to fishing, right? And if Peter would have believed Jesus, who had been talking about his death and his resurrection, he would have been waiting right in front of the door of the tomb for three days, just wait there. But he didn't believe. So he went back to his, it's like, it's almost like, Ah, uh, master is dead, let's go home now. Let's go home, go back to whatever towns you're from. I was sharing this with my father, who after I became Christian, persecuted us for many years. But earlier this year, he came to know Christ. He kneeled down with me to pray for us for and repent, a prayer of repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. And this is the idols that are being removed from our house. This this idol has been there longer than me when I was born. The idol's already in my house. And uh, it takes so many years to cast it out. But, but I was sharing the message of the gospel to my dad. And he said, you know what? It's hard to believe what you say about Jesus and the cross. I said, yeah, even Peter, it's hard for him to believe. And he followed Jesus for three years. He still doubted. But I told my dad, dad... I've, I've, I've been a pastor for 10 years. I'm, I'm tired of seeing so many false Christians. I said, that if you want to come to this faith, I want to tell you that unless the power of God move in you and he truly believed that Jesus is the Lord, and you'll be saved. Nothing else. Not just... Not just from the surface, but knowing who Jesus is and believing what he has done for us to save us from our sin and from our iniquities. Even Harder believed, but I told, I encouraged my dad, God would do something in your heart. And he dreamed, and he see visions, and it bring him down to tears, and he was leaning down, he surrendered his life to Christ, even though many years of just really persecuting me and my mom. So know this, when you're sharing the gospel, we are telling someone something that's hard to believe. The core message of the gospel is hard to believe. Yeah. Let me uh, ask, uh, who among you here truly believe in Jesus? You are tr- you're a Christian. Can you raise your hand? Wave your hand, please. Yes, thank you. Those who wave their hands, I want you to know that you are believing something unbelievable. Right? You're not just believing Jesus is a good moral teacher. You're believing that He, di- he died on the cross to pay for the penalty of our sin, and He rise again after, on the third day. So, you're believing something unbelievable. When we are sharing the gospel, we know that this gospel, this message is a mystery. It's hard to believe. The core of it is hard to believe, which is why every time we share the gospel, we should pray a lot. We should not just care for the person, but pray for them, for the Spirit of God to really touch them. And once they are truly converted, wow, they will be forever gods. The second meaning of this word ministry also means that it's inaccessible to human wisdom. For a thousand years, humans try to know God. You know, nowadays there's uh, like three-star hotel, four-star hotel, five-star hotel. When I was small, it's all-star hotel, you know, because we always sleep in the open air and the stars. <laughs> we never see hotel at that time. And so the first time Victory uh, came to China, uh, they stayed in the hotel in uh, university. And that's the first time I entered the hotel. And that's the first time, by the way, I take an elevator. I see a door open and there's a box and then you walk in that box and it take you somewhere else. <laughs> so cool! <laughs> so, thousand years of history, people are trying to ask what is behind the star? Who is there? And without this divine revelation, it will be all just guessing. We try to guess. That's why we have many idols in our house. You know, we are betting, okay, if this one is true, oh, that's good enough. If not, you know, let's all add three more. (laughs) In case one of them is true. Without the divine revelation, the Spirit of God is working in us to put assurance that this book is real, and what is revealed here is essential for our salvation, we'll be all just guessing. So mystery, meaning the message of the cross, it's it's inaccessible to human wisdom, human understanding, human philosophy. Unless God revealed to us, we will not understand the human wisdom, to the human wisdom, okay? If it led to all of us to, to think about it, the cross is foolishness. Which is why Paul in his writing he says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it's the power of God. Everybody say, the power of God. Can you believe that the God who made heaven and earth, who created this universe, sent His Son to become like one of us, to walk on the surface of the earth, not just to teach a sermon on the mouth, but to die. That idea that God can die is a mystery. It's uncomprehensible. That's why we have to go to this world, this word of God to understand what, what uh, God do to us through the cross. In 1 Corinthians 2.10, it says, The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. When the Spirit moves in us. So, preaching of His word and the Spirit working in us and there's a miracle. And Paul walked to many places. He just that he prayed for the blind men they can see. He prayed for the you know, prayed for the sick people to get healed. But yet everywhere he goes, not only that he perform signs and wonders, he preached the gospel. He preached Jesus and being crucified because that's the greatest miracle and that is the greatest demonstration of God's power. Any one of us here who are asking God, oh God, i a Christian for five years, you know, how come my prayer is not as effective as, as this uh, brother, you know, he prayed for an iPhone and he received an iPhone and <laughs> I tell you, something bigger than an iPhone has happened to you. Your salvation. That's the mystery. And let the Spirit of God reveal to us. We will not be so sure of that. So Let's go, let me go to the, another word, keyword here. In this verse, 2-7, it says, We declare God's wisdom. Okay, so this word wisdom, from chapter 1 and chapter 2, do you know there are 21 times the word wisdom or the word wise? Just, just two chapters. There's 21 times appear wisdom. Okay, a mystery. God's wisdom is the mystery that's been hidden. That... God destined for our glory before time began. Wow, the cross, as we first seen it, we feel shame. Why? All people sin for for short of the glory of God, which is why He came to die for us. The gospel is in the court a good news, but it's first of all a bad news. It declares our helplessness. He declared that we need a Savior. So when we first look at the cross, we, we feel that we have sinned against God. But it's a deeper meaning than that. May God open our spiritual eyes and we will see what He has done on the cross. That not only our shame, our sin is taken away. Not only we are forgiven, but we are reconciled to God. We are rebirth, reborn again. We are, are being adopted into God's family. And not just that. According to this verse, He him for our glory. One day we'll receive a glorified body. I'm so looking forward to that one. That never die, never get sick. Wow. Never No, no need to go to the dentist anymore. How cool that is. Not only that we would have been so satisfied if God forgive us. But not just that. According to what is revealed in the scripture that he allow us to enter into the eternal kingdom, we have a promising, glorious future because of the cross. Well, wow. I hope that you are excited about the cross because cross is the greatest miracle. And you know, as I said, that I'm living in, uh, in China and everybody's doing business, and you know, making money, and um, a lot of products here made in China, sorry if you buy those, that's not good quality. <laughs> pray for us, we can preach the gospel to them, and they'll give, make good qualities. Yeah, who? <clears throat> no, every time you buy a bad quality Chinese product, think of us, okay, pray for us, okay? So we can minister to them. So we are living in a mat- m- materialistic age. I was an ex-Atheist, so at that time, everything I could feel, I could touch, I could smell, I could, I could taste was real. Nothing else exists. No for, for an atheist, more materialistic person, anything that you cannot touch, that money you can see, right? Money, Chen, Jen. you know, or. You know, house or car or good food or all the things that you can see. Nothing else exists. That's what an atheist mind is. And that's what my mind was. But a miracle happened. The message of the cross has changed me. That I realized that yes, those things are real, but it's something more real than those things. The cross is more real. Why? I tell you, there's food of people in this room, but within a hundred years, we won't be here. Do you believe that? Within a hundred years, I think most of us wouldn't be here, and you would not be in, Mon- in Beijing or New York. I think you'll be somewhere with God, everything will pass away. The materialistic people just so bright with their eyes cannot see this. All they see is temporary reality. But the cross is a greater reality. Everything will pass away. But His word remains. And what God has done to save us remains. And that's a hope. We have a glorious hope. We have a glorious gospel to proclaim. The next one I want to show you a picture Is a Chinese pastor Who passed away in 1991 In 1955 He was captured After the Sunday preaching Like preaching today And then after go home He was seized by the government And put to jail And there in the jail He was tortured and pressured And he was uh, he, At first he was ready to die But you know he just could not Bear the torturing, he just he just compromised and he signed a confession he shouldn't have signed, and then he was released after a year. After he came, came out of jail for about a year and a half, every day. He just couldn't live his life. He just couldn't face God. He just couldn't pray. And one day, after one and a half years of his release, he went back to the police together with his wife and turn his life and us um, to remove the previous uh, things that he had signed and there he was given life imprisonment. His his wife was given uh, a sentence of 15 years in jail and yet uh, she ended up staying in jail for 18 years he ended up staying in jail for 22 years after he came out of the jail, he was already 80 years old. He almost brined and could not hear properly and all his teeth were fall apart. But he's praising the Lord. <laughs> he, his name is Wang Mingdao. He become one of our founding fathers of our faith, of modern Christianity in China. He lived another 11 years after... Uh, He came out of jail. You know, when I heard a story like this, jail is real, right? Suffering is real. Difficulties in life is real. But it's something more real than that temporary reality. And gladly he went. And I think in the jail, he had more freedom. And I have met uh, two, other, uh, uh, two other ministers in China who have stayed in labor camp for over 20 years. One of them, I traveled with them, and he showed me his leg was really broken during those difficult years. But yet, he told me that in all his life, he had never resent anybody. In all his life. He's 80-something years old now. And the, another... Story I'd like to share to you is many years ago, we were in one place doing Victory Weekend. How many of you here have been to Victory Weekend? Good thing that you do it in, Mani- in, in the Philippines. Because there, uh, we were, 70 of us, and then we were surrounded by over 100 police and, of, and officials. So we were doing the Victory Weekend and preaching the uh, about the cross. And then the door opened, and then there were people bringing the cameras. And then uh, they taken away our Bibles. And then the next thing we know, we are surrounded by maybe 150 uh, police and the government authorities. Um, and then we were interrogated, and 13 missionaries who came out who were, uh came from, from the Philippines and other places, were kicked out of China permanently. And some were interrogated and we were under, among the first ones being released. So was, uh, after the short interrogation where I was released, I was walking on the street and there were some brother and sisters also were released and were just walking on the street and said, How can we finish this victory weekend? And we saw McDonald's. Thank God for McDonald's. We went there and we found a quiet place with a glass door. And I said, brother who go first? He said, oh, me, okay, come. And then you know the form, right? The form of confession of all your sins, remember? Remember, okay. So we were standing in McDonald's after the interrogation and then we were there, okay, brother, okay, what, you, what have you sinned against God? Okay, confess it now. We don't have too much time, okay, confess it now. And then we realized that because of the interrogation is going on So it was not far from that place, so they, the police went to buy McDonald's So there we were doing Victory Weekend, continuing the second meeting And the police were buying McDonald's here And I was really in a hurry, I said, brother, look Before we were caught second time Please, whatever sins you have, you know, don't go around and around Just say, I'm sorry God I have sinned against you. And I Paul, in Philippians 3.12, he says that, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. In another, in another verse, it says that, you know, Paul said, I, I, I'm apprehended by Christ. Brothers and sisters, we all know that we need to press on. How many of you know that? Okay, we all face different challenges in life. I admire that you have a powerful worship. Wow, uh, standing here worshiping with you, like I was so shaken by the sound system. <laughs> it's impossible that not being moved in a service like this, you know, with powerful worship and powerful sound system and with a smoke. We only have smoke in Beijing. Sorry. Yeah. You face a different challenge than I face. But we all need to press on. But according to Paul, he was writing that epistle in jail. He said he was apprehended by Christ. The strength, the power that you press on is that you are captivated Every time you read what God has done for you, your heart is captured by God's love. That you no longer come to God and say, you know, God, you love me, and what, what, where's the proof of you love me? No. The love of God is demonstrated on the cross. Fully. Can we pray? Just want to end in the prayers. Father God, I thank you for this wonderful time that I can spend with my precious brother and sister from the Philippines. They are truly the hero of faith and for many years they have discipled me. They have helped me to grow in my faith. They have shown me what it is to live a life of joy, a life of faith, a life of generosity, a life of just loving the Lord and press on no matter what circumstances are. So today, God, I want to, at least 15 years of anniversary in this house, I want to pray for your spirit to touch every person here. And looking ahead of years that we can serve you, we are full of assignments, God. We want to bring this glorious gospel to the ends of the earth, oh God. It's not by our power. It's not by You, human wisdom but by the strength that you provide us. So I bless everyone here who had a heart to share the gospel to their neighbors, to their classmates, to their family, to their father and mother. I pray for the Spirit of God to move in them. That when they lay hands and pray, there will be signs and wonders and miracles. And the greatest miracle is that God will do a regeneration work in the people's hearts so they will come to a true understanding of what the cross is all about. Thank you, God.
0: We hope you were inspired by that message. Thank you for being a part of our Celebrate 15 anniversary services. For more podcasts and updates, download our Victory Alabang app for all Apple and Android mobile devices. Thank you and stay connected.